Kala. It means holy worship. Join me, your host, Robert Randall, as we delve into biblical instrumentation and music history to discover the sounds behind the words of our Savior, Yeshua Messiah. Yeshua Messiah. Good evening, family in Jesus Christ. It is I, your host, Robert Randall, coming to you once again from the cold Colorado Rocky Mountains. And I would like to thank all of you for a wonderful broadcast this year. It's our first year doing this unique topic on the music of the Bible, understanding the sounds behind our Master and King, Yeshua Messiah, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And as kind of a uh, uh, a parting way before we head into the pagan new year, we should examine the impact that this show has had on Hebrew Nation Radio as well as a podcast, essentially. And Hebrew Nation Radio, we're, we're not here, again, without your prayers and financial support. So thank you to those of you who donate to Hebrew Nation Radio. And again, this is your host talking as well because, you know, if there are people who like this show and the other hosts, Mark College, Orman, um, Hanok Young, you know, people are going to donate to the quality programming that we have on Hebrew Nation Radio. I cannot give you stats in terms of live listenership, but Hebrew Nation does have its own podcast channel. And there are over a thousand listeners. Um, it's about 6,000 a month, and that, that's in terms of December stats. Uh, if I'm looking at this correctly, but there's over a thousand listeners. Um, there's a total a thousand. I don't know why they say unique listeners. There's about eight, uh, 800 of those unique listeners. So I, I have no idea why those categories are divided, but that is the case. Now, as an individual podcast separate from the Hebrew Nation platform, we have had over a thousand plays. That's just this year alone. Okay, uh, ballpark figure. Well, let's see. I I made this a podcast in August, August to December, and we've already had over a thousand plays, and the Lord has blessed us with listeners in nine different countries. That includes the United States, brethren. Um, we have listeners in China, in Finland, in Germany, in Italy. Uh, let's see, in, in South Africa, in Finland, Chile, Nigeria, uh, as well as Switzerland, which I thought was kind of unique. That's, that's very unique because Switzerland is very secular. Most of you enjoy listening on either Apple, but the majority of you are Spotify listeners. There's a small percentage listen anchor, and which is our which is the podcast distributor, and there are those who listen on other platforms or other distributors, which are not listed. And I'm wondering if the web plays on Hibernation Radio are taken into account. I'm just curious about that. Most of you, uh, there's a good majority that listen on the web, 
the good majority of listen to you on other other platforms. That's about 60, 63%. Uh, 5% on iPad. 3% on Android. iPhone is uh, 9%. And on Macs is about 7%. Um, no PC stats, really. So that's that's kind of an update on how impactful this show has been. Now... With that being said, let's uh, jump to the main body of what this show is going to be about today. The nature of music. So, this is me coming from both a secular and a Christian perspective. Now, even though I wasn't a believer um, back in my younger days, 90s, I was a 90s child, early 2000s-ish in my high school years. Most of what I knew about early Christian music, you know, sometimes we can have different perspectives of music younger, uh, when we're younger than when we listen to it again when we're older. Um, Sometimes it can be good and sometimes bad. Uh, In my case, my perception of like Jars of Clay, for example, or other bands of that time, very uppity, very kind of spring in your step. It seemed very, you know, the cross was important. The blood of Messiah was important. Um, but it had a very almost pop kind of 80s, 90s feature to it that I enjoyed. Uh, you know, I may not not have understood everything about it because I was too young at the time uh, necessarily. It wasn't until about high school I started getting seriously into Christian music. And that went from my secular uh understanding of Christian music um, or, or secular music, which is mainly rock, uh, Ronstein, Korn, Metallica, you name it. I was involved with, with listening into a lot of that Godsmack. Um, and so a lot of that transitioned to my early Christian walk where the big name at the time, I don't know what it is today, but it was Demon Hunter. And so when I, when I think back on those early days, that music really didn't have an impact on me. It was just something to listen to because it was the fat. Everyone was listening to it. It was heavy metal. You know, all my friends listened to it, that kind of thing. And, you know, it didn't have an impact on my walk. Now, Casting Crowns, uh, Marshall Hall, uh, Mercy Me, Third Day, Five Face Down, uh, the late band Foolish Things, which is a local Colorado band, those guys had impacts on me. Five Face Down did kind of the heavy metal thing, but it was it wasn't as rough, I don't think. At least that was my perception. So, you know, the whole transition was hard hitting lyrics for a time when politically and secularly, a lot of people were wanting to feel kind of that raw, emotional type of feel. Some of it was feel good music. Foolish things I, I thought was that way. Um, Mercy me, I, I feel is that way in many respects. Casting Crowns was raw, though. It really hit you in the face with, this is what we're dealing with. Are you, are you going to get serious about your walk? Um, Marshall Hall had feel good, but it was really worship and praise in, in the natural sense um, that I really got behind. Uh, so most artists generally, I appreciate their lyrics. Some I really just appreciate their arrangements. And I think that could be said for secular or religious music. For example, um, you know, Coldplay, I don't like their lyrics, okay? As as a secular band, 
I, you know, they're esoteric as I'll get out. Let's just face it. They make no sense. There's no cohesive storyline um, in terms of what the music talks about. But the arrangements are beautiful. Are beautiful. The early 2000s stuff is what I'm talking about. Not the thing they threw out in iTunes last month that that was a complete PC waste of time. But by and large, I find their arrangements absolutely gorgeous. Mercy Me, same thing. There's maybe three songs I actually enjoy with the lyrics. And so sometimes I'll purposely download the background tracks of the arrangements of, of songs by Travis Cottrell or Mercy Me because I enjoy those arrangements. Now, when it comes to like Ted Pierce or Amy Grant or Marshall Hall uh, or Casting Crowns, I will download the whole thing because the lyrics have an impact on my walk. Have there been those musicians who have come to Christ? Well, yes. If you, you know, if you believe the stories are true that the band Korn who prays for all of their uh, concert goers before the concert, then yeah, you know, they're trying to do what they know how for the kingdom. Uh, the same thing with Alice Cooper. He still does, he still tours, and yet he says he is a committed Christian. He goes and he does what he knows how as a Christian. The same thing with, um, with Jeff Fenholt. Okay, if you don't know who that is, that was the first person to play the role of Jesus Christ Superstar. His book, From Darkness to Light, which I'm holding here, is a very nice book. He ended up becoming a very charismatic Christian. Secularly speaking, much like the kings of old, Pharaoh, Nebuchadnezzar, who were given dreams and then were impacted by people of God because God used them to understand uh, how holy the God of the Bible was, the same thing can be applied to musicians of today, those who have power and influence that was given by God. You know, the, whether it's the early works of the Beatles or something by, uh, by Coldplay or David Bowie, you know, the classic rockers, um, the Stones, you name it. Even though a lot of those people were lost as a golf ball in a wheat field, major New Age occult practitioners, even so... Okay, I'm not denying that they did bad things, that they were sinners who needed to repent. Within their lyrics, there are minute nuggets of biblical truth. And maybe some of you have found that. Um, and those things, however minute those truths are about the nature of God, who Jesus Christ is, he can forgive sins, even though the darkness sucked these guys down to the depths of, of hell, to the grave, that they still, however minute those impacts of God were in their life, I pray that what they sang about Christ had some impact. You know, who is Jesus? That's, that's the ultimate question. And some of us have different interpretations of who he is, depending on what church we go to. And we need to show grace, brethren. I can't tell you how disturbed I am at the nature of Hebrew roots believers over things, uh, while important to understand, could be trivialized as Christmas or Easter. I'm not denying that they're not pagan influences, but the way we're acting towards fellow brethren who celebrate these things I'm tired of it. I really am. I am tired of seeing the attitudes online. 
from believers who just blatantly cuss everyone out because they don't see things the way that we do. That's very immature. And the same thing can go for the music that we listen to. Some of us are going to listen to things that not all of us agree on. Not all of us enjoy heavy metal rock music. Not all of us enjoy country. Okay? I don't. I know it's a very godly kind of thing in terms of a lot of the country stars have a relationship with Christ. But I find it very depressing. I can't stand just the whole nature of it. I'm sorry. It's just not my cup of tea. Garth Brooks, sure. Yeah, I liked a lot of his stuff. Um, You know, Shania Twain, yeah. Okay, there's, there's a few in there. Maybe there's a nugget or two. Just like rap. There's maybe two songs I actually enjoyed of Eminem's. You know, the whole Jesus is King. Kanye West's big hit album, Among the Youth. I don't agree on the people he's associating himself with in the Christian world, but I'm glad he's trying to attract young people to the name of Jesus, to understand who he is as king. I listened to two songs on Amazon Music, and it was was a good arrangement. It was a good... It it had some soul to it. So I'm not going to deny uh, the fact that someone's trying to do what they can from with what they know about Jesus and where they are in their relationship with him to make an impact for the kingdom. We're not the only school in town, folks. And we need to be aware of that. We're doing our part, just as the Methodists and the Presbyterians and the Charismatics, the Churches of God, for all their part, and the Russian Orthodox and the Catholics. Okay, however much you may disagree with them, we have a duty to love However much we may disagree with someone, everyone needs the basic necessity of love, the need to make a living, and they need to eat. And if you can't see past the theological walls that you set up for yourself, then it's time to look at your walk. The two-by-four and the needle in your neighbor's eye, well, you need to look at that two-by-four that's in yours, brother sister in Christ. Okay. And I'm speaking to myself too, from someone who's come from a lot of religion and a lot of background and different things. You know, this is something I'm working on too. So I'm not just speaking to the listeners out there, but as far as music in the future, let's kind of narrow this down here as we're winding down with our time. The music of of the future is, I think it's going to revert back to a raw recorded state, which is why I enjoy most of my library is soundtrack and jazz, because it's there's very little synth. And if there is, maybe it's background or it's very minute within a couple instruments. By and large... Too much of the music scene, as I have said, is just digital, overly digitized. And we can thank Cher for that because she came on, I think it was MTV in the late 90s. She sang, Do You Believe in Life After Love? And everyone had to digitize their vocals. And then everything just became highly processed and digitized in the secular and the Christian worlds. That's why everything is so dubstep and house and lo-fi in terms of the electronic environment of, of uh, techno or however you like to phrase it, um, techno electronica. 
you know, even in my younger days, I enjoyed the Techno Metallica, uh, the Blackest Album version of, of Metallica, which all those albums always start out with the same song, which I find peculiar and rather depressing now that I think about it. But, you know, these things are, it's just, it's just where it's gone. And, you know, look at digital versus vinyl. Vinyl has make a huge comeback from where it was in 2013 when it just started coming out. And now you are seeing, I, I think we will see a return back to what vinyl is to raw recordings, okay, raw live instruments. They want to go back to the real stuff. The thing about uh, about this whole movement, musically speaking, in the digital sense, is I really relate it to the monkeys. You know, it used to be when they were around, when people found out that, that all their music was digitized, people were upset. But I think it's going to get to the point where people are so ups, uh, are just tired of digitized, you know, concerts and lyrics, you know, we're half the time because of insurance policies, most of the singers aren't even actually singing live. They're just lip syncing to stadiums of fans. People want a real sound. And this is where we in the body come into play. You know, there's a reason why God said, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Not all of us can carry a tune through a basket. And this is really where your part comes in, brethren. This is your clarion call. Because we have a duty, whether we can sing or play an instrument. We have a duty to make a joyful noise and shout to praise God. Praise him for his mercies are new every day. Amen? Praise him, stars and moon. Praise him, trees. Praise him, fields. Praise you, animals. The Lord of hosts. That is who he is. And that is why in his kingdom of resurrection power, we are to resonate and reflect the very frequency of the word and the light of the word. Because in this new decade of 2020, we have the opportunity to prepare our hearts and minds to gird our loins, to cleanse our temple, tabernacles, our vessels, to get right with him. We are the bride. We're to make ourselves ready. At the same time, show love to those who do not understand our Messiah, the living God, full of resurrection, life, and power, who cleanse us by his living, loving blood and living waters of his spirit from all of our sins. We need to love others. The only ones Yeshua ever chided were his disciples because they were in training and the ones who taught the word, the Sadducees uh, who only believed in the Torah and the Pharisees because they were the ultimate leaders and teachers of the word in that day. The rest of the people that he came in contact with, he showed grace and mercy and compassion to and really reached out because they didn't understand what was happening. They didn't understand the way. And of course he did that with everyone. I'm, but I'm saying that we need to show people who don't understand, who don't believe the light and the love of Messiah in a genuine way that we're not pushing them away. It's time for something different. It's time to once again see the power of God made manifest to turn the world upside down. 
As always, brethren, I leave you every week with a meditative tehillah from a book of Davidic Psalms. Psalm chapter 22. God rules among the nations. You who fear Yahweh, praise him, for he is not despised nor abhorred the affliction of the afflicted. Neither has he hid his face from him, but when he cried unto him he heard, My praise shall be of you in the great congregation. I will pay my vows before them that fear him. The meek shall eat and be satisfied. They shall praise Yahuwah that seek him. Your heart shall live forever. All the ends of the world shall remember and turn unto Yehovah. And all the kindreds of the nations shall worship before him. For the kingdom is Yehovah's, and he is the governor among the nations. A seed shall serve him. It shall be accounted to Yehovah for a generation. They shall come and shall declare his righteousness unto a people that shall be born that he has done this. God has always heard the cries of the afflicted. This is why you should praise him and pay your vows to him. If you praise the Lord, you will be satisfied and complete, and your heart will live forever. All the nations of the world will worship before God, for to him belongs the kingdom, and he sits as the ruler over all. Celebrate God's everlasting dominion. Remember in your daily worship and meditation to make a joyful noise unto Yeshua and to praise Him and love Him with all your heart. And now, if you'd like to find out more about your host, here's some contact information. If you'd like to find out more about your host, you can go to my official website at robertrandallmusic.com where you can read my bio and see the various projects that I've worked on for uh, with One Accord Ministries, as well as listen to my albums. My first album, That Perfect Moment, a solo piano relaxing album with background orchestration of original composition works, an EP, as well as my second album, which is a classical piano album called A Classical Baroque Musician, featuring some of the most well-known beloved classical pieces from three genres of classical composers, including Beethoven, Bach, Mozart, and Chopin. You can also find me on social music media on Soundbirth app, which allows musicians to collaborate as well as promote their music on Spotify and YouTube and get advice from music managers on how to better their craft and their, uh, their ability to be a better musician. You can also find me on bandlab.com at Robert Randall Music. You can also find me on soundtrap.com or the Soundtrap app. Robert Randall Music. Soundtrap is a digital audio workstation allowing for aspiring musicians to create audio content via loops or through live instruments, as well as connect with musicians all over the globe on the Skype platform and the chat platform to create works of art in music, as well as podcast content creation for distribution on the Spotify platform. Whether you're a solo musician, a band, or an aspiring content creator, Soundtrap is the platform for you. Also, if you're an educator wanting to teach your class using the creative arts, Soundtrap is also a great way to teach your students in a very fun and creative environment. 
Finally, brethren, we are not here without your precious prayers and financial support. To Hebrew Nation Radio, Intervision FM, and our podcast providers. Hebrew Nation Radio is a 501c3 ministry, a radio broadcast, and a bookstore delivering the gospel of salvation through Jesus Christ, the gospel of the kingdom prophetically for our name, destiny, calling in the body of Christendom, and delivering the Torah to the nations, to those curious about the Hebraic roots of the Christian faith. Hebrew Nation Radio, building a nation, not a denomination, now reaches a million visitors every day on HebrewNationOnline.com, on the Hebrew Nation app, as well as on the Hebrew Nation Online podcast, and the newest engagement in our Mighty Network's Hebrew Nation Online community. We'd like to thank Roland and the crew for all that they've done to support Holy Worship, You can also listen to Holy Worship as an individual podcast on whatever podcast platform that you get your podcast provided on. If you enjoy Holy Worship, the music of the Bible, please consider making a donation at the link included at every podcast description of every episode on the podcast to keep us going with our podcast provider on Anchor.fm. We'd also like to thank Johnny Johnson and crew at Intervision.fm for also broadcasting our podcast every Friday at 5.30 p.m. on Intervision.fm. Intervision.fm is an online radio station broadcasting us on KINV-DB Internet Radio on Live 365 on the 365 app and website for Internet Radio. Intervision.fm recently won the 2021 Denver Honoree of of the Mayor's Award for Excellence in the the Arts and Culture. And that has been an award that's been presented since 1986. You can find Johnny Johnson and crew on YouTube or on various Denver TV networks as well as on intervision.fm and uh, listen to their radio station and watch their YouTube show as well every Wednesday. Thank you so much, uh, guys, for allowing Holy Worship to be broadcast on Intervision FM. It is a unique opportunity as well for those who are in the blind and visually impaired community and those with uh, various disabilities to be able to learn the ability to broadcast their content, be it music or podcasting, on online radio. And Intervision FM works with its mission to educate people with disabilities to have a voice uh, in the Denver community. So we thank Intervision FM for all that they're doing, uh, especially for someone who resonates with their vision to help people with disabilities to have a voice, uh, not only for the gospel of Christ, but for those seeking to have a voice through the soul and, and operation of music. And thank you everyone for listening today. And I hope that you have a blessed Sabbath. And until next time, I'm Robert Randall signing out. Be blessed, everyone.